Welcome to High Frequencies, a podcast that explores fitness, health, and wellness with a modern approach to mindset, manifestation, and spirituality. All of this comes from a place of love and passion. My name is Opie, I'm a certified nutrition and health coach and your friendly neighborhood podcast host. So if you're all for it, sit back, relax, and enjoy. Welcome back to O Frequencies. Today I have an incredibly exciting guest on the show today and may I also add that she is the first guest that we've ever had. Woo! Please round of applause. I'm trying to clap but I can't. Anyway, what a way to debut Marianne aka at Miss Wolverine on Instagram you'll soon discover is an incredibly influential and aspirational figure in the health and fitness space. She's been through a lot in her life and still looks fear in the eye without a shake of doubt that she will succeed in her mission of delivering value to all and everyone around her. Before we get into it, I just wanted to preface this with a disclaimer that the quality of this episode is not optimal as I don't have like a fancy podcast setup and I'm still learning the ins and outs, especially when you have a physical guest in the room, you can't put her in your wardrobe like I normally do. So you'll hear bumps and knocks throughout and at one point it even started raining so you might hear that too with that aside I hope you still enjoy it despite the technical difficulties and without further ado let's get into this episode Welcome back to O Frequencies. Thank you so much for joining me on the show, Marianne. Thank you. It's such an honor to be here on my first podcast. Yes, and you are the very first guest. And I thought no better guest than Marianne, who has such a big vision and has huge values in the health and fitness industry. And you are all about self-love and you speak in front of so many people about your vision and values. So I really wanted to have you on the show and talk a little bit more about that. So would you be able to introduce yourself a little bit to the listeners who haven't heard of you before? Yeah, absolutely. So um, I guess to those who've never, you know, heard of me before, my name's Marianne, also known as Miss Wolverine. So, you know, there's my plug. If you want to follow me, please do. Um, I think a lot of people get concerned, like Miss Wolverine, like, is there a story to that? And um, just a bit of background, I, I do have metal in my spine. So yeah. just FYI, no, I don't beep through the airport, but I'd like to, you know, hold it as my gift. It's a gift. Yeah. And by day trade, I actually work at the bank. Yeah. So I'm a concierge. I manage the floor, which is quite incredible. I meet all walks of life every single day. And outside of my workplace, I actually run my own business. And I think that's um, probably one of my biggest passions in life is definitely helping more people and, you know, showing them like, hey, like, you know, regardless whether or not you have a mental or physical limitation, like you too can, you know, overcome that and get to where you want to be in life. So I think that's probably my biggest passion Mm, right now. mm, mm, mm. And that's even more elevated and significant because of the experiences that you've been through in your life and only at the ripe young age of 24. Yeah, Yeah. spot on. Yeah, and you have been through some incredible things in your life and I feel like these are some really special stories that have shaped the person that you are today and the values that you have and the mission that you serve. So could you tell us a little bit about how you do have metal in your spine and and how that's changed the way that you've looked at life? Yeah, certainly. So I think the biggest thing for me 
previously, you know, as a, and as a teenager, I wasn't really living an active lifestyle. I think, you know, growing up, I just kind of followed along and I never really was involved in a lot of sport until I discovered a sport called Taekwondo, which many of you guys know and some participate in. And it was quite sad, I think, because I, you know, through Taekwondo, I learned a lot about mindset and surrounding yourself around positive people. And I was only 14 or 15 at the time. And that's when I was actually diagnosed with a condition called scoliosis. So to those who aren't aware of what scoliosis is, scoliosis is when you have an irregular curve in your spine. And for me personally, I had a 64 degree curved spine which was quite crazy because for most people who have, uh, let's say, less than 50 degrees, most of the cases the surgeon would advise them to wear like a brace and usually from there things get better. But for myself, my my spine was curved like an S shape, which, you know, playing snakes and ladders, but it was quite irregular and I never knew why. And to this day, I'll never know what the real cause was. Um, But that's how my spine was. Mm. And it was quite devastating to me because... I had just discovered something where I found passion in, which mm. was Taekwondo, you know, being around really positive people who lifted you up because, you know, I didn't really have a great circle of friends at the time in high school. Yeah. And I think Taekwondo for me was my outlet. <clears throat> and going forward from there, you know, my surgeon actually advised me to, you know, go for surgery, but there he kind of gave me two options. He said, well, I mean, you don't have to go for surgery, but if you don't, like your spine will continue to curve and your ribs will break. And I was like, okay, like, mm. great. Like, mm. so, okay, well, so what do I do? He said, yeah. well, that's why I think it would, I mean, there is a small chance from the surgery where it could go right. But if it doesn't go right, then you'll either be paralyzed for the rest of your life and live in a wheelchair or you might not make it. Um, and I was like, Okay, so, you know, at 15, I was quite traumatized because I couldn't, I couldn't believe this was happening to me. Like, you know, I was just a regular 15 year old just wanting to, you know, go about with her day. And I think for me, even though the the surgery had such a small chance of, of me actually getting by because, you know, the spine does connect to the brain and controls the rest of our body. I think I was like, well, it's a small percentage and it's a small chance of me actually like getting out. But I think that small chance and taking that risk anyway is so much better than me not doing anything. So mm. from there, I actually had a really long procedure, like a surgery. And they put me to sleep. They cut, like basically split open my spine and my mm, back. Mm. And they attached two 14 centimeter titanium metal rods and about 17 screws and bolts attaching to my spine to make sure that obviously it doesn't move. Straighten yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Straighten <laughs> you up. <laughs> yeah, straighten me up and basically, yeah. you know, make sure everything was okay and yeah. stitch me back up, which is quite scary and graphic when you think yeah. about it. It's um, really invasive. Yeah, a little. Yeah. Just, yeah. Little. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just a little bit. You know, and it's crazy because the, the recovery stage was – at least eight weeks. I was in rehab for eight weeks and, you know, I hated every... I think those were the worst eight weeks of my teenage years, you know. Not being able to to be the same that you were mm. and knowing that you're so different to the other kids and you can't mm. do the, the same mm. things you, were, you, you used to yeah. be able to do, you know. Yeah. And I remember the first week I had a tube stuck into my stomach and, you know, I had to go to the bathroom through a tube. I had to, you know, consume medication every 40 minutes. Yeah. Have kind of, Like I couldn't even turn in mm. my bed, my mm. hospital bed, because of the metal. 
like I needed two nurses to have to turn me every 10 minutes. Like mm. that whole process was actually hell. Yeah. And I think over time I developed this whole new mindset and, you know, at 15, because I didn't really have like a strong support of great friends, um, I started to become my own worst enemy. Yeah, I just developed like a, a victim mindset. Mm. I think was the that was the biggest one. Like I was too scared to really do anything. Mm. And I think that's when... I discovered fitness. Yeah. Because, you know, the doctor advised me, like, Marion, you can't, like, carry things. You're not supposed to be roller skating. You can't, you know, you can't do anything, basically. And I said, you know what? Wait, forever. Like, forever, for a Wait, long period really? of time. Yeah. So I said to myself, like, you know what? Like, like after, you know, a while, I eventually got sick of myself. I said, Marion, you can't keep living like this. Like, you can't keep living in this victim mindset because mm. you're not going anywhere and it's yeah. not serving you. These thoughts aren't serving you. Yeah. And you're going to live your lo- the rest of your life like this. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So, for me, at 15, I had a choice to make. Like, yeah. a true decision. Yeah. And I think making a decision is about really, like, like the true meaning of decision is to cut off. Yeah. So, for me, I was like, okay, I'm going to cut off all these negative thoughts. I'm going to make a decision and choose to be better because mm. I want to help impact the lives of others in the future. I don't mm. know how I'm going to do it, but me having this physical limitation should not stop me from getting what I want in life. Yeah. And I think a lot of people out there may have the same condition, may not, but mm. I want to be the inspiration for them to show them that, yeah. like, hey, look, I went through something tough, but so what? Like, yeah. everyone has their own sort of tough, their own definition yeah. of tough. Yeah. I think there's no situation where someone has it tougher, mm. maybe in very small situations, but I think for that individual, tough is tough regardless. Yeah. And I think as people, we need to shift our mindsets to understand like everyone goes through something and that we need to support each other and be more kind. And I think for me, once I discovered fitness, you know, I started very small. I started, you know, by jogging and just getting over that fear itself. And then I progressed to, okay, maybe I'll start sprinting Mm -hmm. because I always had the fear that the metal was going to pierce through my skin because during the recovery stage, that is, that's definitely what could have happened. Yeah. And then from there, I discovered the gym and I found a passion by lifting weights. And I realized how much stronger I started to get. And I realized, wow, like I'm actually helping people without really doing all that much. I love that you were mentioning before about, you know, having a victim mindset and being able to kind of pull yourself out of that, because I think it's really common for a lot of people, especially myself. It's hard not to put yourself in the victim mindset when things happen. And it's like... Sometimes when you go through injury or you go through like sickness or like even just a cold and you're like, I have to rest, but you still want to push yourself and you still want to do all of these things that everyone else is doing, but you have to force yourself to get out of that and be like, this is what my body needs. And in order for me to live the best life and to be a good example, I need to make sure that I'm giving myself that time. Did you, is that kind of what you were feeling when you were in that situation? Yeah, and I think for me, it's so crazy when you you start to get out of that victim mindset. I think a lot of you guys who are listening to this will relate. Like, you start to realize how negative the world is. And, you know, as for me, like, when I started to progress through my fitness journey and I, I started to get results, and it's just crazy. Like, I could never, like, I guess, understand how others could really, really tear other people down for doing Mm. well Mm. and for me at the time you know I was a skinny Asian stick 
<laughs> like we call it skinny fat. Yeah. And, you know, I wanted to really grow muscle, grow my strength and just be a better person. And I think for me, just encountering a lot of cyberbullying and wow, like those were my friends. Like those were the people I was surrounding myself with. And I mm. think like once you just snap out of it yeah. and snap out of that victim mindset, mm. like you, you you become more aware. Yeah, absolutely. So much more self-aware. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, wow. Okay, so this is where I'm at. Like yeah. this is not where I want to be. Like yeah. I want to be better. Mm. But once you want to be better, you start to, I think, carry yourself a different way. Yeah. You're more positive. And I think others who aren't like that start to see that as a threat. Yeah. And there's something that we call a crab mentality, you know, like in a bucket filled with crabs you know if one crab tries to escape the rest of the crabs will actually try to drag the crab down from the bucket and kill it so it can never escape from the crowd and I think you know for me I was kind of like that crab you know as I was starting to do better people were trying to tear that down and I think for me I remember how that felt Mm. you know being cyberbullied I said to myself you know what like I'm going to take control I'm not going to allow this to affect me I'm going to be the example like for people and show them like hey like people will continue to tear you down for the rest of your life but you need to do things for you and not care about what other people are saying or doing because at the end of the day you don't know who you're impacting through your Instagram through your Facebook through your like your interactions at work you just don't know so I think you just need to snap out of it and go from there yeah no I love that so much and that reminds me of the saying like you are the average of the five closest people you surround yourself with do you do you agree with that oh my gosh I'm so passionate about this (laughs) tell me about it like I think I learned this five years ago and to this day I carry it with me because Mm. it's so important like you know when I was going through my high school years and you know my university years I never realized how important it was to surround yourself around the right people yeah because I just thought oh it's normal for people to tear you down (laughs) And I was like, wait, hold on a minute. Like, this is not okay. Mm. Because, you know, like I said, when you start to surround yourself around, I guess, more positive people, you you start to look back and like, hold on a minute. Like my real, like my, I guess, quotation mark, my real friends don't act the same way as the people that I've met. And I feel like there's a discrepancy. So for me, I am really, really selective with who I spend my time with because I know that that negative energy can be absorbed into me and I just don't want to allow that into my space because yeah. I need to make sure that, you know, there has to be like a positive exchange, Yeah, you know, and at the end of the day, it's like we have to be selfless in life. Yeah. But when it comes down to your friends, like there needs to be an exchange of positivity. Like mm. we can't afford to be around people yeah. who are going to tear us down mm. and be toxic because it doesn't serve you. It exactly. doesn't serve them. It doesn't serve you. So what's the point? It's a waste of time. Like yeah. life is so short. We really have to be conscious of who we're around yeah. and making sure that one, they challenge us because yeah. when you're around toxic people, there's a massive gap between you and them because yeah. you want to go chase after your dreams. You want to do great things in life. You want to go empower people. Yeah. But they're still on the same page. Like, oh, she's off doing that thing again. You yeah. know? And they're being so cynical that the gap between you two of growth is growing far apart. So yeah. it makes sense why a lot of the times, you know, the people that I used to talk to don't mm. really connect mm. quite well anymore. Like we yeah. can't hold the same conversation because we're not on the same wavelengths. And I think it doesn't mean that I'm better or less than anyone. It just means that I want to be around like-minded mm. driven people. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Do you think that the reason why people think that way in terms of like negatively towards someone who wants to develop themselves and improve themselves, do you think it's because 
they aren't ready for change themselves. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people, you know, I think, <laughs> you know, a lot of people who go through, as someone yeah. coming to mind. Yeah, you know, oh, so many. Don't even get me started. <laughs> I think we, we encounter a lot of these people in our life. And, you know, it's very sad because a lot of people who are like that hate themselves. Mm. And, and like it sounds very blunt but it's the truth it's the fact like a lot of people will watch other people and throw out hate because they have the guts to do something that they could never do a reflection of what Correct. they want to do. yeah so it's their insecurity and they're trying to put that onto someone who's growing mm. going after their dreams mm. you know being positive and actually mm. going somewhere versus someone just kind of sitting there being cynical like yeah. they are mad about that that yeah. they themselves cannot jump and step out of that fear yeah yeah absolutely and like for those of you ha- who don't know marianne you must be living under a rock but <laughs> like she is literally <laughs> She is literally always beaming and she literally practices what she preaches. Like she does not bullshit. She surrounds herself with so many positive people. Including and- you, by the way. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and like she has such a large network of amazing like-minded and driven people that when I first met her, I just, I felt like I leveled up. Like I, ah! I felt like I raised my energy because I, I was you. in the energy of someone else who was constantly driven and working to improve themselves. So I love that about you. I'm just looking at the time now. It's 4.44. That's an angel number. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about, so, okay. For those of you who don't know, Marianne actually talks on panels quite frequently. So she's pretty comfortable talking in front of large groups of audiences although she may say that it never that the nervousness and the anxiety before it never goes away but she still shines on stage anyway but I'm very excited because I'm gonna go see her talk tomorrow for the first time but I thought maybe I might ask you as well is there anything that you do before you go on stage to help you ease your nerves or anxiety yeah 100% like I oh breathing is key you know what? Funny story. Like my ex-boyfriend actually like taught me this funny enough and I still carry it to, to this day. Like we're great friends now, but you know, he taught me like how to breathe properly through my stomach. So every time mm. I go on stage, I always breathe through my stomach. I think a lot of people teach about breathing anyway, but it's so important that, you know, every time I get mad, every time I'm about to do something important and anytime I'm stressed, I go back to breathing. Like you need to breathe through your stomach and not through your chest I think those who are listening to this and sing would understand that you need to go through the diaphragm because Mm -mm -mm. if you talk from your chest it's very short the way you talk it's very like like it's just it's harsh it's very harsh it's very little like there's not Mm, there's no depth there's no depth so when you're breathing through your stomach, you're getting out all the passion, like yeah. all yeah, the projection. Yeah. And I wish you guys could see what I'm doing right now. I look ridiculous, yeah. but you, you know, always look ridiculous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, no, seriously, I've, what you're describing to me is just how you talk normally anyway. So. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Like you need deep breaths because we ain't got time to be sounding short. So I think that's one big thing is okay. breathing. breathing. And the second thing is like, if I don't have my phone to listen to some form of audio or motivational video or whatever, the case is I have usually have music but if I don't that's when my mental space gets tested and I actually remember a time earlier this year in Sydney I got invited to speak about social media you know how to build your um, personal brand and how to do social sharing and just be you and authentic mm-hmm. online mm-hmm. I remember I didn't have my phone with me and I just figured 
if I don't have my phone like the other girls, how am I going to relax before I go on stage? And I thought to myself, you know what, Marianne, I'm just going to take it as it is. I'm here to serve. Okay. Remember that I'm here to serve. It is not about me. It is about helping someone in that crowd build their social media so that they can build their business and, you know, actually grow from the information that I'm sharing. Mm -hmm. And second thing is reaffirm myself, do a lot of self affirmations like Marianne, I am capable. I can do this. I am here for a reason. I am here to serve people. And I kept repeating that information back to myself. And again, breathing, making sure I don't pace too much. If I walk and pace, you know, the nerves will kick back in. Right. So I really had to slow down my breathing and make sure, okay, just bring it back down and Mm. count backwards as I'm breathing, taking massive breaths in and massive breaths out. And that's how I generally prepare for stage. And once I go on, I do the same technique. I I have to constantly remind myself, Marianne, you are going to be great. You are here for a reason. You're here to serve. (laughs) Breathe. Like, (laughs) breathe. And as soon as I talk, bam, we just, we need to deliver because we need to make sure that the, the content that I'm providing, like it has to have substance. It needs to provide value. And I need to make sure that I'm, I'm very aware of that and making sure that I'm intentional with what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, No, that's incredible that you have such drive and you have such clear vision to deliver value when you're speaking. And I think the most important thing about world and the life is that we are constantly trying to add value to people's lives no matter what it doesn't have to be through some crazy like you don't have to save the world but in whatever interaction that you do you're adding value right yeah and i love hearing you speak and that you have so much motivation and your inspiration to a lot of people but tell me how how do you go through times when you're feeling unmotivated do you feel unmotivated yeah for sure every day (laughs) of my life (laughs) like i think it's You know, what's crazy. You know, I have an opinion about motivation, actually. Like I learned two things. So I learned about having a decision over your emotions. Mm. And I think that like motivation will come and go. So for me, like there are so many moments in my day where I will feel demotivated. And I understand that, you know, through life, it's going to be up and down. It is always a roller coaster because emotions they fluctuate we cannot control it like we can control certain things but sometimes motivation will come and go so what i've learned to i guess adapt to my lifestyle and make sure i remind myself of is that kind of like an example of going to the gym you know a lot of the times the emotion side of it we don't want to go yeah i don't want to go like sometimes (laughs) i'm like girl it is raining outside i would so much rather stay in and snuggle up get my hot chocolate live my life like and and I could just not go yeah but the thing is when you choose to go and you go anywhere like you just decide look I'm gonna probably not even do that much I'm just gonna go there run on the Mm -hmm. treadmill Mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter but having this decision to just go anyway regardless how you feel Mm -hmm. and then after you do the workout you're kind of like oh like I'm glad I did that yeah so it's making sure you decide regardless how you feel so a lot of the times even when I don't want to do something you need to mentally work hard enough to make sure hey look physically I'm drained for sure I'm physically drained but when you're mentally engaged and you're self-aware of how like mental hard work like how important it is yeah i think that over time motivation 
like whether you have it or not, it doesn't yeah. matter because, yeah. you know, I'm sure you can relate because you work a full-time job and you do a lot of, you know, these mm-hmm. podcasts and there's a lot of hard work that goes into what you do outside of work. Like regardless how physically tired you are, like you're mentally going to be like, hey, look, like this needs to be done regardless yeah. how I'm feeling right now because yeah. I have a vision in my life and there's yeah. a dream that I'm chasing. Like I need to do what I need to do. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's my opinion on <laughs> no, yeah. motivation. I love mm. that. No, because it's basically saying that you need to show up. Mm-hmm. And would you agree that um, for someone who is struggling with motivation, that it's important that they get clear on why they want to do what they're struggling to do? Because if if they understand very clearly what their vision is and what their goals are, then it's easier to actually show up and make that decision over your emotions. Do you agree with that? Yeah, I 100% agree. And I think what comes hand in hand with fear is that people need to have a mind switch and understand that their desire to be successful needs to outweigh the fear that they have within. Mm, That's really good. Thank you. (laughs) Holy crap. Like, I'm doing like this. A literal mind blow. Holy shit. Can you say that again for the people at the back? Yeah, 100%. So <laughs> I really believe that this, your desire to want to be successful in life needs to outweigh the fear that you have within yourself. Mm. And like, there are true types of motivation in life. There's the towards motivation, which is like, I want to be better. I want to do better. I want to be this. But then there's the away from motivation, which is, oh, I don't want to be, for example, I don't want to be fat or I don't want to look like that or I don't want to make a fool of myself or what if I fail? And I feel like a lot of people choose to do things because they're afraid to be something. That's right. Um, so how, like, if you could give someone some advice on how to find their towards motivator, the thing that magnetizes them, that helps them to choose and want to show up for the success rather than be a smaller or lesser version of themselves. Like what advice could you give someone in that sense? Yeah, it's a really good question. You know what? Like the biggest piece of advice I would give to someone listening to this is that you need to, whichever form it is through writing, through you know talking to your girlfriends but you need to have clarity before you go into anything love that word like you need clarity (laughs) you can't go about having a cloudy mindset because then your judgment is cloudy yeah clouded yes which doesn't lead to great decisions Mm. and you go back in this this cycle like a guinea pig yes absolutely so i think that having clarity and understanding why you're doing something is the only way out like you need to know why you are doing something even if you feel a certain way you need to have full clarity as okay is this is this something that i'm doing for me or am i doing it because of the opinions of others yeah like as long as you are doing it for you that is the most important part and that is the only advice i would give like i could probably sit up here and give you a whole list yeah but if you don't even know why you want to do something then we can't go much further than that and i think that as long as you do something for you and you only because at the end of the day like you're going to be stuck with you and yourself yeah so it doesn't matter what opinion your best friend has because that's their opinion based on their life and their experience. Yeah. Whereas, you know, you're making decision from your 
own experience, you know, your own lessons to apply to your life. So you need to have full clarity before you go into anything. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so easy to be influenced by the people around us, which brings us back to why it's so important to surround yourself with like-minded people and people that you strive to be. Huh? Like, I know that you are a big fan of like Gary Vee and Tony Robbins. And um, there's this thing called the belief cycle. And it's like, essentially you need to believe in yourself and that's the first step if you don't believe in yourself then you can't tap into your potential and then you can't tap into your action and then you can't get the results that you're after would you like what what are you hundred percent yeah i definitely agree because believing in yourself like you carry like this aura and you you're just you just have better posture and at the end of the day like when you go to work and commuting on the train or when you're driving or when you're, you know, just eating by yourself or, you know, doing things, just doing daily activities. That's right. Like you only have yourself. Yeah. Like you, even if you're in a relationship, if you're not, but if you're with someone, like they're not going to be there with you every single day. And if you're living with them, like you're still, you, you spend the most time with yourself. Yeah. Like Like, you have to become independent. That's right. Right. That's right. And it's just so crucial that you start to believe in yourself because who else are you going to have? Yeah. Like that, that's all it is. Like, it's quite simple. You need to put that belief in yourself and understand like, Hey, look, I may not be in the place that I am in. Like I want to be in Mm -hmm. right now, but I know that I'm capable enough to be where I want to be. And I have to believe in myself. Even if I don't, I need to learn how to. Mm. And I think that's so crucial that, you know, and it ties back into like self-love and yeah. understanding your self-worth and making sure you don't attach your self-worth to results like yes. work results, business results, yeah. fitness results. Numbers. Because just like emotions, yeah. they fluctuate. Yeah. So if it fluctuates, then your self-worth fluctuates, which yeah. doesn't help you or serve you in any way so again when you when it comes to believing yourself you need to see Mm -hmm. you for you Mm -hmm. and see that look no one is perfect everyone has different strengths and weaknesses we need to really play with our strengths and build upon that yeah i love that thank you so much for taking time out of your day to come and record this with me I love you. And and divulging like so much of your life and and all of your ideas and strategies. So really appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Ophi. You're amazing. (laughs) Oh, you're amazing. (laughs) So I want to finish this episode up and ask you some rapid fire questions. Taking a a note out of Lavender's podcast. (laughs) Shout out to Aileen. (laughs) But first question is, what does success in life look like for you? I think being happy and knowing that you've achieved all that you can with no regrets. Mm, I love that. Being happy. If you could recommend any personal development resource, whether that's a book or a podcast or a seminar or whatever, anything that you feel like will improve someone's life immensely, what would that be? Great question. Um, Jim Rowan's audio. I think there is many of his audios you can find online. Um, Definitely... Simon Sinek and when he talks about the golden circle and leadership I think he has incredible impact in people's lives so definitely look into him and lastly Gary V like definitely <laughs> Gary V he is I think if you're wanting to build up your social media and understand I guess not even social media but a business or your like just just where you want to go in life Gary V is a no bs type of guy and I think mm-hmm. a lot of people take him quite 
like take his content wrong. And I think when you look deeper into Gary Vee's content, you start to realize, wow, he's he actually wants to help a lot of people. Yeah, there's and, a message there. Yeah, yeah, there really is. And all three of these people that I recommend, they all care about serving people and, you know, I guess, impacting the world on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're looking for audios, I definitely recommend that. In terms mm-hmm. of books, there are so many, but a big one would be The Entrepreneur Roller Coaster by Darren Hardy and Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. Love it. Yeah. yeah. Love it. And lastly, where can our listeners find you? Oh, I mean, you know, <laughs> um, I love people to connect with me on Instagram or YouTube. I think Instagram is probably the easiest. So mm-hmm. you can find me at Miss Wolverine, M-I-S-S, Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ophi. We'll have to catch up again soon. Yes, definitely. (laughs) Bye. (laughs) Oh, bye. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed it, I'd really appreciate it if you left a review. If you're looking for more great vibrations and high frequencies, come and find me on Instagram at Ophiho. We have an amazingly supportive community there, so I'd love it if you could join us. Sending you lots of love, and I'll see you next time.